welcome to the Christchurch Winston-Salem podcast. To learn more about Christchurch, visit us at ChristchurchWS.org. Subscribe to our podcast at our website, iTunes, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening. Lord Jesus Christ, we praise, honor, and worship you on this night of nights when we remember how the prophet's promise of old was fulfilled in your coming. Lord, you have shown yourself to be faithful. You are the word made flesh. Lord, we pray that the word of God now would come to us again in the preaching of the scriptures. Lord Jesus, come and make yourself known to us tonight as the gospel is unfolded. And we ask it in Jesus' name, amen. And you may be seated. Well, I'm so thrilled that you are here for this 45-minute sermon that I'm about to preach. <laughs> that would be bad news, not good news. No, you know, we don't need any more bad news. Uh, it seems that all that we hear all day long is bad news. We, in fact, have an entire industry that is dedicated to feeding us the bad news 24-7-365. We get the bad news of climate change, the bad news of governmental corruption and incompetence, the bad news of abuse and oppression. And in fact, those charged with informing the public even seem to be able to change what should be good news into bad news, even when it should be good news. I'm reminded of uh, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow's poem. We, it became a Christmas carol. You've heard it, I'm sure. It was actually written at the height of the American Civil War on Christmas in 1863. I heard the bells on Christmas Day, their old familiar carols play, and wild and sweet the words repeat of peace on earth, goodwill to men. And in despair I bowed my head, there is no peace on earth, I said, for hate is strong and mocks the wrong of peace, mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. But you know, brothers and sisters, 2,000 years ago, the first century world that Jesus was born into was also a world of bad news. There was bad news of oppression, of death of deprivation, of political and religious uh, corruption. And in that world of bad, bad news, that's when the good news breaks in. God breaks in. And the angels of heaven are so amazed, they're so excited about what's happening, they, in my, I think, they just get out of control. I think they get out of control and come busting out of heaven. No, not bursting, busting out of heaven. <clears throat> to run and tell the world of what God has done and what God is doing. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior." which is Christ the Lord. Then pealed the bells, 
more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail, with peace on earth, goodwill to men. And that good, good news speaks louder than Caesar, or poverty, or oppression, or abuse, or hatred, or the entire litany of human wickedness and perversion. And it comes ringing down the ages for us to hear again this night. Good news, glad tidings. God is greater. He's greater than cancer, greater than the brokenness and enmity in your family. There's not enough eggnog in the world to cover some of that stuff. He's greater than the defining than the defining wound of your life. He is greater than global catastrophe. Good news, God is even greater. He has demonstrated, he has shown that he is greater even than death. And his answer to all the bad news, you're never going to believe it. All right? His answer to all the bad news is a newborn baby wrapped up in strips of cloth like a burrito and sleeping in a feed trough. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. All our deepest longings, our quest for meaning, for forgiveness, for fulfillment, for peace, for shalom. It cannot be found in sappy Hallmark Channel sentimentality. It can't be found in arbitrary human moral aspirations that can never provide a transcendent answer to the nagging question, says who? You know, we should be kind to one another. We we should be compassionate to one another. Says who? Why not just go full Darwin and loot and conquer and pillage? I've asked myself that. No, we are created in the very fiber of our being so that our deepest longings can only be satisfied in union with God. Union with God, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Jesus Christ is Savior, not just because he saves us from our sins, not just so we don't just die and go to hell, not just so that we get all our fire insurance paid up. No, Jesus is the Savior who on the cross will remove the barrier to God's very purpose for his human creation. God, listen, God desires to be united to you on a personal level. One-to-one union with you. And nothing else fills that longing. Not moral aspirations. Not all the Hallmark movies filmed in Abbotsford, British Columbia. God wants to bring you and me up into his very life, into the very bliss 
the dance, the frolic, the merriment, the interpenetrating love of the Holy Trinity, and nothing else will satisfy. Nothing. You can search and search. It is not under your Christmas tree. It's not even in my living room, which has so many presents and so much Christmas tree that, I mean, it looks like a hoarder's Christmas. I love it. But it's not there. And God has accomplished this desire to be united to us through the Savior Jesus Christ in the strangest of ways. Y'all, you've got to listen to this. This is really cool. He shows us this in the strangest of ways. Get ready. Here is the Christmas mystery open to us tonight. Listen. A humble and lowly Jewish girl freely offers her body and blood so that the eternal, immaterial creator God of the universe might become a partaker of our human nature and inseparably inseparably joined to our human life. God takes on the body and blood of a Jewish girl to be born among us to share in our human existence. Now, it doesn't just stop there. It gets weirder and more wonderful than that. Because then the incarnate, eternal creator God of the universe sits down with his friends at a meal and says, take and eat, this is my body. Drink this, all of you, for this is my blood. So that we, the beloved, fallen, restored human beings might become partakers of the divine nature and share in the very life of God. God comes among us. He takes on human flesh to share in our human life so that we might take his body and blood and share in his divine life. God became human so that we might share in the life of God. He didn't just do that 2,000 years ago in Bethlehem, he is still doing it. He comes among us to share his life with us, and he will do it again tonight right there in this place with all of us. Berthold von Schenk. you got to talk about Lutherans on Christmas Eve. I think they do Christmas really well. Berthold von Schenk. I speak German to my German shepherd all the time. He perfectly understands me. Er ist ein deutscher Schürferhund, you know. He says this. I love this meditation on what happens among us this evening. He says, it is Christmas. Have you found the way to Bethlehem? It is important to make straight the pathway of the Lord into your hearts. And that duty, now that Advent is over, is done. Now take your pilgrim staff and your gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. You will not have to stop off at Bethlehem to inquire the way. The altar is your star. There you will find, there you will find Bethlehem. Bethlehem means house of bread. Indeed, bread of life, staff of life. 
You will come then as the shepherds came. You will kneel as they did in adoration. And if your vision of faith is clear enough, you will see at the altar not merely bread and wine, but the Christ child, the Word made flesh. After Christmas, you'll do the same as the wise men. They went home by another way, not by way of Jerusalem. You will go another way, the way of the new life in Christ. And with the shepherds, you will also make known abroad all that you have seen and realized, the confession who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary and was made man will be more than a vague truth, more than a historical event. Christmas will be your experience. You will truly understand the truth of the angelic words. They shall call his name Emmanuel which being interpreted means God with us. I, Emmanuel, at the altar. Friends, tonight on this Christmas Eve, that good news of Emmanuel, God with us, God with us as we gather in his name, whenever two or three are gathered in my name, name I am in the midst of them. God with us on his altar this Christmas. This is, I want you to know, listen to me. This, Ben Sharp, this is Ben Sharp's, this is literally my only hope. This is it. This is my only hope in life and in death. But it is such a sure hope. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. If this good news were not true, then all the bad news would be and nothing would be worth living for. But dear Christian, listen to me. For unto you is offered this day at this table a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I invite you. Thanks for listening. To learn more about Christ Church, visit us at ChristChurchWS.org. Subscribe to our podcast at our website, iTunes, or wherever you listen to podcasts.